0: Phone streams, and standard definition. Programming subject to change. Fees, terms, and restrictions apply. See CricketWireless.com for details. At Kroger, we want our fresh produce to meet your expectations. To make sure a bad apple won't spoil the whole bunch, we do up to a 27-point inspection on our fruits and veggies. We check for things like sunburns and scarring, making sure you only get the crunchiest apples. In fact, only the best produce like juicy pears, zesty oranges, and crisp carrots reach our shelves. Because when it comes to fresh, our higher standards mean fresher produce. Kroger, fresh for everyone.
1: Hey, everybody. My doula Micah here. I am so glad you are joining me on today's episode. I have a guest in the studio with me today. She is a friend. She's a colleague. She's amazing. I can't wait for you guys to hear from Emily Cunningham. Hey girl, how are you? Good to be here. Thanks, Micah. You bet. You bet. Tell our listeners a little bit about yourself, your family, your work, maybe hobbies or things you like to do in your spare time. Just a little bit personal so people can get to know you. Sure. I am
2: uh, first a certified childbirth educator, certified lactation counselor, birth advocate. I work in a ne- network of community health centers as director of programs for women and children. Mm-hmm. Um, so my background is um, public health primarily. And I have a master of public health and a PhD in public health as well. I I have three teenage sons. Wow. Yeah, the oldest is a freshman in college. So, oh my goodness. Starting that. Um, And um, married to my husband, Wes, for 22 years. Congrats. Thank you. Big deal. Long time, big Waco, uh,
1: loyal. Uh, We've been here 16 years. Okay, so tell me where you're from. You said you've been here 16 years. Where were you born? How did you guys meet? Where did y'all meet? You went the whole deal. Just a little bit of background. Come on, (laughs) give me something.
2: I grew up in Houston. My husband's from Dallas. We had really similar experiences, upbringings. Um, We met at Baylor. We were acquaintances at best, and that's really translation. You know, I knew who he was, Uh and I had a crush on him. But, you know, played the long game. Um, so we didn't get married for another five years or so Kay. after Baylor. Um, he is a songwriter, a musician. Nice. So, um, I w- was ambitious for a career on the stage. I moved to New York after I oh, graduated wow. from Baylor. Um, I was an intern at Juilliard in the opera program. Wow. Um, and meanwhile, things were happening for Wes. We stayed in communication, just as friends. Um, and he just had this great lifestyle, you know, work as little as possible, turn <laughs> out some <laughs> jingles every now and then. And I was like, I want that in, in Nashville. Um, I know this is like a long love story. It. I'm do- giving you the high points here. I love it. Uh, it was a lot of zigzagging. So we kind of um, back and forth for a while. And eventually I was like, you know, my real... My real passion is um, a sketch comedy and improvisation is comedy. That's what I always wanted to do. So Love it. So I moved it. to Chicago. I left West. Wow. And, um, and then he realized he couldn't live without me. And so then we got married. Nice. We were both kind of in parallel lanes trying mm. to pursue similar things. And we were like, let's take this up a notch. Let's move to L.A. If we're going to do it, let's do it for real. Wow. I know. Isn't this crazy? This is I whole, did not
1: know No one knows this, this. detailed.
2: Yeah. I love this so much. <laughs> and um, this is all in my twenties. So this okay. is previous life. Got but it. I think it's relevant Total. to where I met today. Nice. Good. So, and I, I kind of, I had the bug. I'm like, I'm ready to start a family at this point. And Texas had this really romantic feel. Like every time we went home, it was like, oh, we just, let's go be close to family. Mm-hmm. And and do the domestic thing. And so we were both ready at the same time like okay, that we're going to close that chapter and start over in Texas. And that's what we did. A few more stops in between, but Waco has a way of sucking you back in. Oh, I yeah. never ever thought
1: I would live in Waco. Right? And I love it so much. You can't imagine how many people I have on this <sighs> podcast episode and and everybody says the same thing. <laughs> like I went to high school in Waco. I left I was never coming back, yo. Never. And here I am. Yeah. We have this huge family that we've raised in Waco, Texas. And so many people say the same thing. Y'all, it's crazy the draw that Waco has. It's just, yeah, it's undeniable. And you're still allowed to complain about it.
2: That's part <laughs> of living in Waco is to just, you know.
1: You don't have to love everything. Yeah,
2: Say how crummy this is and how yes. crummy that is. And that's, that's okay. That's part of the That is that's part, part of, of the deal.
1: appeal, actually, yeah. is that you can do that. What drew you to... The childbirth journey and process and education, lactation, all of that. What drew you to that? I, I gave birth. Yep. I gave birth. And
2: my son was almost born in the front seat of a mercury sable. Nice. It was a very quick birth. <laughs> wow. The, there was a, an accident on the freeway. One of those where people are outside of their, the engines are turned off. I'm not, it was out of a movie. Good night. And, um, so my husband. Yeah, we're in Waco though, right? I was in labor. No, sorry. This is uh, Dallas, East Dallas. Okay. We're on a, we're 30 minutes from the hospital. The freeway shut down. Oh my god. My husband is literally driving off the median and, and you know, in Texas. So you've got trucks like trying to cut you off so that you can't (sighs) cut in line. Hmm. He comes up to a cop who's rerouting traffic. He's like, my wife is in labor. And, and Micah, I am, like, in active labor. Shit I don't know grief. it yet, but I am full on. This ah. thing hit so quick. Mm. And the cop is like, well, what you going to do? You see that 340? Go take a loop. You know, like, he's not even registering oh, no. that we need an escort. So we get to the hospital. We pull up, and I'm literally um, – I I can't even move. I'm I'm holding onto the rail in the in the hall, and and I get to the room, and they're like, "Okay, now let's check you, and we'll assess your dilation." I was like, "Get out of my (laughs) way!" and and, and literally, um, I had no preparation. I bought a um, a, a book, copyrighted like 1962, Yay. a childbirth book, like at a garage sale. Right, right, right. And, and there's a, a whole chapter. It's like, here's some sandwich ideas. Cause your husband's gonna need a snack, you know? Oh, like,
1: <laughs> heck, no. Yeah. Oh like, no gosh. useful
2: information. I was so unprepared.
1: Oh no. But
2: my mother-in-law had told me during pregnancy. She's like, you can do this, and it can mm. be amazing. And here's all the reasons. Like, you don't need to be afraid. And so that stayed with me. Good. And um, I was standing up on the bed. I, If you can picture, my husband was standing up and a nurse was standing up. So I had each one of them in a headlock. Right, right, right. And that's how my son was born. And I remember this internal conflict mm-hmm. where my my head was saying, this, Emily, this is not what it looks like. You're doing it wrong. Mm. And my body was saying, shut up. And get no out doubt. of the way. Yeah, no doubt. And it transformed me. Mm. It was, I love it. it Girl. Was, I just was like, I cannot believe that. I just remember
1: like, whoa,
2: yes, yes. and um, I was never the same.
1: Oh, I love that. I, the mine too. First experience, it's like you go, oh my gosh, yeah. if I can do that, I can do anything. Yeah. And and it childbirth does tap into these primal instincts that you have. Woman, hear me roar! Like you said, get out of my way! Like. I'm doing this. This is happening. Yeah. You know, I, I hear, I think I hear y'all, but I don't really know what you're saying. I'm focused. I'm, yeah. you know, here, here we go. What a great story. So were the other two totally different, pretty similar? Um, different because when number two came along,
2: I did not have maternity insurance. Mm-hmm. And so I am a cheapskate and I was like, okay, okay. Um, I went to Providence and I said, how much does it cost to have to give birth? And they looked at me like, like, what are you talking about? Okay. I called up the other hospital. How much does it cost to give birth? I could not get a dollar amount. Oh, I bet. I got online and I was like, well, I could have a home birth for $2,600. And that is why I chose a home birth. Wow. I wanted to know how much I had to pay. Wow. And uh, it's just, it's just crazy. So my home birth decision was a financial one. So I had a home birth and I was like, you know, I get the first one came really quick. I'm not, I did it on Medicaid. Let's try it again. Mm -hmm. uh, Mm -hmm. I'll save a couple bucks. And that was incredible. Yeah. And I loved it. Yep. And so the, by the time the third came around, I was like, Ooh, I want to do that again. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Good. And it's hard to explain to people, you know, those of us that have had home birth experiences, sometimes it's hard to explain because it is so foreign to most people Mm -hmm. because, uh, you know, everything in the movies and documentations and books that you read. I mean, it's it's a clinical medical thing to have a baby and you're in the hospital and these standard procedures and all of this stuff. So it's hard to see it and view it in a totally different light. And that you're not, wait, you don't have a doctor there. You're not on an IV. You know, it, it's hard for people to grasp And now, a word from our sponsors.
0: At Kroger, we want our fresh produce to meet your expectations. To make sure a bad apple won't spoil the whole bunch, we do up to a 27-point inspection on our fruits and veggies. We check for things like sunburns and scarring, making sure you only get the crunchiest apples. In fact, only the best produce like juicy pears, zesty oranges and crisp carrots reach our shelves because when it comes to fresh, our higher standards mean fresher produce. Kroger, fresh for everyone.
1: But no, I'm just I'm just having a baby, y'all. I mean, this is so normal. This is so natural and it is a peaceful experience. It is I mean, it's still hard, you know, but man, there's so many things about it that are really sweet, really great. Yes. For anybody that has a chance to do that and it's a good fit for them. Yeah. I'd, I'd say go for it, you know. I'd I think so.
2: I think I think a, a lot of women have that desire and they're trying to execute that in a hospital setting, which yes, it can be done. Right, But there
1: is an uphill climb to oh, that. Oh, yeah. And, um, it is, it's harder to do because of what I said, there's just these standard procedures that you have to kind of push up against to go, I get that. That's what you normally do, but that's just not what I want to do, you know? And unless there's something medical going on with me or baby, you know? So yeah, there's some pushback oftentimes for that. Um, and so because of your positive birth experiences, do you think that's what drew you towards that childbirth education and, and preparing other people?
2: I think so. Um, Pai is the first one that gave me the idea. She's like, you know, we really don't have mm. any childbirth educators in Waco at that time. And she's like, you should be a childbirth educator. And I was like, what? Wow. I was home with the little ones at that time. And so I could do that on my own time wasn't very hard to get certified over time. Right. And um, I just started teaching. And it was like one of those things, it, like anybody has a hobby or an interest, you just cannot get enough of. And I just yeah. couldn't stop reading about it, talking about it. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> in, that, in that field, however, you know, you really have the clinical route. So I could go back to nursing school mm-hmm. and... Uh, do lactation or be a midwife and that's really starting all over and I didn't know that I wanted to do face-to-face patient care when really I see myself as a (coughs) excuse me as a birth advocate
1: yeah definitely
2: and um (coughs) I was with my family walking along the river one day I ran into an acquaintance we were uh getting updated on each other and I was like what are you up to and she's like oh I'm getting a a master of public health degree, and um, you know, you could teach classes, and it, it could be you get a scholarship; it's free. And I was like, "What? Wow!" And I was I was enrolled three weeks later. Um, which my husband to this day is like, "Ah, had we not been on the river that day, oh no, <laughs> it took me on a whole nother trajectory." Oh no, my I'm just gosh. kidding. He's very supportive. Good. <laughs> And, um, and that was the same thing too. I just, I got that degree and I was like, I want more, I want more. Mm -hmm. And then just kept going to, um, finish my doctorate and you really can, in public health, you can focus on a niche subject like that. So I could be an expert in maternal and infant health.
1: That's so cool. And, and Emily here locally in our Waco area is fabulous. She is everybody's go-to. I mean, if you can have Emily educate you, if you can sit down and have a cup of coffee with Emily you're It is a rich time because she is not just full of all this knowledge and wisdom and information, but like you said she's you can tell she's passionate and wants to advocate for people to have not just the birth experience you want but from start to finish that maternal care that you want you know tell me um tell me one or two things that you would like to see. Um, in this industry, this kind of this childbirth arena that we're talking about here that you would like to see change or updated or get better? Give, give, give me some of that. I think that uh, as I often talk to
2: women, they might apologize or say, <clears throat> like if they uh, are averse to having a C-section, mm. for example, there's, I mean, it's okay if if they need to do that or, and I trust my doctor. There's this like underlying apologeticness mm-hmm. about yeah. that. And yeah. I want to reinforce to women, no, it's, it's, it's okay mm-hmm. to have wishes and desires. Yeah. Of course be flexible. There's no one right way to give birth. Right. But the overall, um, I guess advice or thing that I would love to see is for women to become more engaged. Do the legwork mm. of their birth choices. It matters. Yeah, the research is very clear that cesarean rates differ greatly among oh, yeah. different hospitals. Absolutely, you can have doctors within the same practice yep. with well, dramatically different yep. um, cesarean rates, or you know. Uh, a pesiotomy practice, th- th- everything, every yep. piece of labor, it's, it's a negotiation. Mm. You know, you think about all these other things we shop around for, mm. you know, how much research do you do for a stroller? So and, true. And so true. How much research do you do for your OBGYN? I, you know, as well, he was my sister's, she liked him. Or he was my gynecologist.
1: Yeah. And so you just automatically stick with them as an OB and what I have found with a lot of people and just talking in this interview process if they're considering to hire a doula, it's like most of them don't understand that they could be the best gynecologist here in your city, but not a great OB. Those are very different yes. things. And I don't think people realize that. Do you have thoughts on, I don't know, I I envision you as a think outside the box kind of person and, and in, uh, a visionary when you say that you really want women to understand, hey... Go for what you want. You don't have to be apologetic about what you want. Do you have some thoughts and ideas of some things that you would love to see implemented that could help really change that? I know
2: that hospitals greatly value customer satisfaction, patient satisfaction. Mm. That's why they send all those surveys out. Mm. Um, Every family gets asked numerous times to give us scores, and these are scores that are closely monitored, Mm. And yet I don't think families take advantage of reporting back their experiences. Wow. That is a overlooked opportunity. That is huge. So I tell clients, I'm like, please report. It's not a title. It's not a report. It's right. like give feedback because mm-hmm. you are helping the next family down the line. That is how you change practice. Oh, I
1: love that. It's so vote with good. your feet. That's so good. Oh, I'm, I'm so glad you said that out loud. That's amazing. Y'all don't forget to do that. That's important right there. Um, One of the things that's been really rewarding for me here in the Waco area from the time I started um, my doula career to date, I've seen a lot of shifts and a lot of changes Mm -hmm. and have gotten to be a witness and a part of that. And a lot of that is because the clients that are bringing doulas into the birthing room are a lot more confident about what they want. And what they don't want. And so now what that means is the hospitals, the labor and delivery nurses are seeing more and more and more of those types of births and those types of women and patients and now know a little bit mm-hmm. more of what to expect and are more accommodating. And so, yeah, it it helps when, you know, you think of yourself as just, well, just one person, you know, but it adds up if everybody is communicating, if everybody is Pushing that forward. Anything else along those lines? Yeah, I think it's true what you
2: just said about the landscape is shifting. The whole mm-hmm. landscape of support—that's really positive. I mean, think about you and I starting out f- 15 years ago Crazy. and how different it was. Oh my gosh! Really. And um, <clears throat> and that's in terms of lactation and birth, just the whole mm-hmm. wraparound support services. However, I don't think that's true for low-income women in our community. Yeah. And and I know this because when I talk about doulas, if I have a sample of 25 um, uh, women, these are, these are women who are eligible for Medicaid, so that's what I'm referring to okay. when I say low-income, um, I'd say one of them has heard the word doula. Yeah. And, so, and that, that tells you where we're at in this community. I mean, I think it is yeah. rapidly changing with the community-based doula Program in town, but yes, um, and that's
1: community of doulas, community doulas of waco Correct. Yes, um,
2: and that those services are available for Medicaid moms. Yeah, um, free of charge. Amazing. And that, uh, you know, it was transformative when the the birth center accept accepts uh, is credentialed with Medicaid. Nice. So low income women are having more choice. Mm-hmm. For so many years, it was um, only privately insured women or women with a uh, Cash reserves right. could um, could have a home birth, right?
1: Um, and so that is that is positive. That's huge. Yeah, yeah, I love that. I'm actually going to have Tanya Carpenter, who is, started Community Doula's of Waco. Uh, she's coming, and awesome. she'll be interviewed. Um, I think on the next episode. So I'm super excited about that. So we'll we'll get to follow up more on that topic with her, which I'm excited about doing. Um, what is one thing? that you really would like for our listeners to know about you, about, um, your future, where you're headed, um, a desire, a passion, but just, it, and it can, it can touch any subject you want it to touch. <laughs>
2: I love this. this is Good. So fun. Thanks. I, um, I think I've spent a lot of years trying to change hearts and minds mm. of leadership. And, um, Um, service providers, kind of like, oh, you know, let's all agree on the same thing. And Mm -hmm. I'm now, I'm shifting at this stage in my career to policies. So something that's really exciting to me is where Texas is at talking about um, funding, Mm -hmm. Medicaid funding of doulas, Mm -hmm. those types of broad um, changes. Yeah. Those are transformative for women. I'm particularly excited about the proliferation of midwives mm. and the prominence they are in such demand because the industry is recognizing the important role they play yeah. their outcomes speak for themselves and it is a real response to the current OBGYn shortage that this that mm. we're experiencing and that's national, it's Texas, it's everywhere wow there's just a decrease in the profession. Um, I'm sure you've seen the headlines, some, some regions in East Texas that, you know, you could be 120 miles away from a birthing facility. I mean, that, that's, that's directly tied to the maternal mortality outcomes that we're seeing. So Mm. while the headlines are so disturbing and the inequities that we see, um, are, I think we are uh, crisis all hands on deck. Okay. I am very optimistic about some of the innovations that are taking place, um, Nationally, So you have somebody like Jenny Joseph. She's a midwife out of um, Florida, perhaps one of the best known midwives in the world. And she deals with what other people would call, you know, quote unquote, high risk population. Okay. And her preterm birth rates match that of the neighboring wealthy zip codes from the neighborhood. And how does she does it? How does she do it? And uh, for the listeners out there, I recommend you, you Googling her J E N N I E Jenny Joseph. Um, her response is kindness. Mm. She, you know, she doesn't turn anybody away that shows up at her clinic. It's not like, oh, do you have your Medicaid? Come mm. back. You know, we'll schedule you when you get set up with that. No, we're going to see you today. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's access, it's relationship, yeah. and it's the involving the full family. So mm. she encourages all the family members it was good yeah, d- dad help help me with the doppler and do you see that so and you good. know what i mean because they are the provision of the prenatal care after that appointment they yeah. are the the real support uh, network totally and so she she involves that in her care nice and her preterm birth rates are uh, she's eradicated disparities mm. is incredible
1: That's so great. It's so nice to actually be in a time period where you recognize a pioneer in the field that you're in and you're literally getting to watch them spearhead something. But it's because what they're passionate about, it's because they've put in the work, they've seen what's happened and they've made a choice to move forward in a different way mm-hmm. for change to make it better, you know? And so that's exciting to hear about. That's exciting to see. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad.
2: Um, there's another example, Uzazi village in Kansas city, same deal. Um, uh, a lower income part of uh, that region. And they uh, they've structured their clinic setting to where the patient is. L- it's literally patient centered. Mm. The patient stays in the same room she's at Mm. the center of the clinic and the different um uh, care providers come to the patient all within one setting whatever she wants with it is it behavioral health is it lactation wow the doula wow so she's getting her education and that's what jenny joseph does the patient Uh comes in and meets with the educator this is a peer somebody from a shared experience Mm. and so they're they're having those meaningful conversations that's it's it's not like an academic coming in and being like, yeah. if you breastfeed, you'll reduce ovarian cancer by 41%. No, right. like these are right. re- addressing real concerns. So good. So by the time she moves back to the actual clinician, the midwife, yeah, we could talk about clinical things and that. But j- this woman's already received all this education. We yeah. see improved outcomes. Sorry, I nerd out on no, this No, I love so it. Much. It's
1: so important. It's so valuable. And, and I can attest 100% to what Emily's saying because... Our clients here in Waco that choose doula services with us and have been educated by Emily Cunningham are extremely successful. And it's because she's giving them not just information and wisdom and tips. She's instilling this passion and longing and ideas of how you can achieve the childbirth experience that you want to achieve it it, and it's coming at it from a very positive place and and while and I love what you said a minute ago about how you know the headlines just scream it's awful but you're still encouraged and optimistic about what is on the horizon and what is coming my
2: class you know it's not even so much a childbirth class anymore Mm. it's really it's like you don't need to be scared yeah and here's how to ask for what you want. Good. And here's, here, uh, it's a very statistical approach. It's like, here are mm, the odds. Mm-hmm. I can't eradicate risk. But if mm-hmm. we did steps A, B, and C, yeah. you could certainly tip the scales in your favor. Oh, yeah. So there's a lot of like useful, that's that's good for anybody. Oh, yeah. Practical Absolutely.
1: Tools to come in and, and exercise finding their voice. That's so great. And am I correct that you have pursued and, um, Expanded on your lactation services or education? Am I correct about that? Yeah. Okay. I,
2: you got to know. With my first, I was a disaster.
1: Oh no. <laughs> your
2: birth was good. The lactation wasn't. Oh my God. We had the, you just you just rely on who's around you, and yeah. we had these friends. That were like, they're like. Take advantage of all the free babysitting. You send that baby to the nursery, you know. Mm. Asa, and that's what we did, which is such a bizarre thing to look back on. Yeah, like just picture me there in the recovery, uh, the postpartum room, looking at my husband, and being like, "Hey, do you want to go visit that kid we just had?" You know, and just <laughs> you just sauntering down the hall, yeah. tapping on the glass. Oh, wow. you know, okay, you, are you done? Yeah, okay, let's go back. And it was a wonder. Yeah. And then, um, I mean, you just name it everything. I didn't have any information and I had actually bad information. Mm. Um, and I look back on that and it was really emotional and disappointing and so sorry. all the things, which of course has helped me now because I know what that's like. Totally. When uh, feeling that rejection and yeah. the baby's not latching or I'm not doing all like, I don't make enough. Oh, it's the worst. Mm. And so when number two came along, I was like, We're not doing that again. Yeah. And I did a lot of education. Thank God for La Leche, um, those mother-to-mother support groups in those rooms. And um, it was such a different story. So that's when I got my lactation certification and um, helping moms in in those regards. So teaching classes, um, one-on-one support. Love that. Yeah. House calls, right? Is that right? Back in the day. Back in the day. Okay. Yeah. Yep. No more. We um, at the healthcare center where I work, we've um, just launched a lactation consultant program, so that you know, imagine you show up for your pediatrician, the three day newborn appointment, mm-hmm. and you get a lactation consultant appointment. Sweet. In tandem with that.
1: That's perfect. Oh, it? I love that. Yeah.
2: I think that women um, have th- they have that intuition, that really strong voice that mm. they need to listen to. Mm-hmm. Um, it's okay to have preferences, but I encourage them to do the legwork. So even if you yeah. know you don't want a home birth, you uh, the, the, the idea of a birth center, you're like, I don't know, that seems crazy. Uh-huh. Go meet with that provider. Check it out, yeah. Your heart will tell you on the way to your car, walking out of there, whether that was the right move, or you're like, mm, not for me. Yep. Yep. That is so important. It really is. You can change clinicians you need to feel like you're on the same team with your whole birth team right maybe right. your partner is not up to the task that's pretty common we've actually we've seen that right <laughs> that's pretty
1: common hey,
2: hey newsflash if he's if he's walking into the hospital room with his xbox under his arm <laughs> Which has happened? I have seen that happen.
1: Yep, I did. You might want to check out a doula. Exactly. Oh yeah, I've been hired often for that reason. I mean, he's like, I this is not my jam. Like, and that's okay. I and that's okay. That yeah, is okay. Yeah, that's absolutely okay.
2: I mean, the more I'm around birth, the more I think it's at least a two person job for birth support. I don't know. Heck yeah. It's, it's oh, at least birth.
1: yeah. Anybody that's ever been to one of my births, personal births, if you're in the room, you're doing something. Yes. You're being put to work. There's no observers. <laughs> I mean, there's a job for everybody. There's a job for everybody. Emily, but it can be transformative. Oh, it absolutely think- is transformative. I mean, that's probably one of the lines I say over and over and over again in my book. You feel like a rock star after giving birth. It it should be transformative. You know, it it is a it is monumental, one of the most significant, important Intimate, powerful moments of your life, and I know that's one of the reasons why I'm so passionate about it. Is because it just strengthens you as a woman. If if you're so many things, <laughs> I know.
2: So I, love, things. I love getting around, Micah, because I could just talk shop, and you know, there's only a handful of us that really
1: yeah <laughs> nerd out about it. Yeah. <laughs> so so much fun, Emily. This has been great. I so appreciate your time today, and like My I pleasure, s- like I told you guys, she's a wealth. Of information and knowledge and wisdom. And we are so lucky to have you in Waco. And I hope you guys got so much out of this episode and we'll see you next time. Thanks, Micah. Thank you for listening to My Doula mica. You can find me on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube at My Doula Micah. We can also get connected at If you're interested in checking out my book, the link to the humor in birth stories and insights from a doula can be found on all of these social platforms. Be sure to share and subscribe. I'll be here next week. So please be sure to join me again. And this podcast was produced by Rogue Media Network. <laughs> <laughs>